Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, My Heart Shall Rejoice in Thy Salvation. It shall be focused on a study of Psalms chapter 13. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy love. Lord, we shall rejoice in Thy salvation. For what is a man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou should visit him? And Lord, you become human, dying in our stead. We thank Thee for such greater salvation. For how shall we escape if we neglect it? Help us, Father, to accept the way that you've provided and to come that, through that way too. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 13. Psalm 13. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever. How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say, I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, The Children of Israel. This was preached in 1947, on November the 23rd, and we will begin at paragraph 39 up to paragraph 62. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Now... Then, as we left them last Sunday, we're journeying on now into the 22nd chapter. And I'm not going to have time to read of it, but I may read a verse or two here. And listen close now. And the children of Israel set forward and fixed in the plain of Moab on this side of Jordan by Jericho. Notice, they had journeyed on. And as they went on, of course, Aaron died during that time. And as he went moving on Moses, moving on with the children of Israel, they wanted to go by, compass the land. The king told them, no, you can't go through here. But then he come and fought against them and taken some of their people. Then God told him, told Israel, or Israel vowed to God if he had delivered the king into his hands, that he had utterly destroyed the land. And that's a type today. If God will give you the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, utterly destroy sin out of your life. Move on. Nothing can stop the church. They may call you fanatic. They may call you sissy to pack a Bible. They may say that you're a holy roller or whatever they do. Nothing's going to stand in God's church. She's moving towards Canaan. If you don't, if you don't go, God will take them. It will go. That's right. He's got church. There's nothing. It's an irresistible force. That's right, and God will move everything. Four few years ago, they said He's going to throw you out, He's going to set you back, He's going to shut your mouth, but the church is moving on. That's right, and the church will move on. There's nothing 
It's coming time where you're getting big enough you ought to be able to talk and speak. Now, she moved on and finally they came down to the land of, of Moab there and the king, Balak, he, Balak rather, he thought that he would be wiped out and he said, oh, this great company here that like, will lick us up like the ox licks the grass up off the field. He sent over to a preacher, a prophet, by the name of Balaam. He said, come down and curse this people, Israel, for me. For I understand that whoever you curse is cursed. And whoever you bless, they're blessed. Now I want you to notice it. Here it is. The people knew that there was a power in that prophet, so if he cursed anything, it was cursed. And if he blessed anything, it was blessed. You Bible readers who read the Bible, is that true according to the scripture? Now, if we just had time to read it like we should, but I cannot stop putting my mouth. Is that right? I cannot say no prophet, no man, no healer, nobody. You ask too much of the prophet. Certainly you do. There was many people come to Elisha to get cured of their leprosy. The Bible said there was many lepers in the days of Elisha, but only one of them was cured, and that was Naaman. Is that true? Certainly how many more you think came? There's probably hundreds of lepers came, because there's many of them in the days of Elisha, but only one of them. But God recorded that in the Bible. Oh, look! Today, I've got on record many months ago of 35,000 cases. Doctor's statement of definite healing. Water! I guess you think I'm excited, but I'm not. I'm not excited. I know where I'm standing. But look, Jesus said, These things that I've done, greater will you do. For I'll go unto my Father. Somebody has to fulfill that word. That's right. God's able these stones to write children to Abraham. And notice, now it's a great healing down. And this is the last days. If I didn't realize these things, I'd be afraid about saying that miracle line. I can only perform as God says perform. I can only speak when God says speak. I can only heal when God says heal. I can only tell you the vibrations is gone when God stops the vibrations. I can't stop them. I'm no healer. He's a healer. But when I see them stop, they're not stopped by me. They're stopped by God. And if I tell you that, if you doubt it, then you're going to be sick again. If you believe it, you're going to get well. That's right. Nothing can keep it from getting well. I cannot make a deaf man hear. I cannot make a dumb speak. I cannot make these plugs within the people's ears go out. That God does that. And if he'll do it on the platform, go away rejoicing and serving lesser, greater things. Balaam said, I cannot do it unless God would send me. Well, then he prayed to God. That night, the Spirit came and talked to him. And he said, don't you go. That looked like it ought to be enough, don't you? I'm preaching almost conviction to myself right here this afternoon. He's already told me you're confirming, confining too much of that gift of healing on miracles. And I want this to be the climax. And notice, then he said, I can only speak as God speaks. No prophet can say anything unless God puts it in his mouth. If he's a prophet, if he's a false prophet, if he's a hireling, why, he, he'd say anything. But if you say anything and God has to bring it to pass, if God's going to be that way. Notice, then when he said that, 
said he could only speak what God put in his mouth. And God told him to send him back. And he noticed then Balaam, like a lot of Highland prophets now, for usury, for money, he come back again and asked him the second time. And he went to God again. Now look, there is a perfect will of God, and there is a permissive will of God. And God permitted this prophet to go on, yet he was his perfect will. It was his permissive will. And I feel this afternoon is the same thing on these working for this miracle line. It is God's maybe permissive will, but it's not his perfect will. You are supposed to take my word. And if, if look, friends, it's hard to say that. It's hard for people to see that. But I don't, there ought to be somebody, God grant someday, that I can have somebody, or you'll send me somebody who will do this talking for me, and I don't have to do that because it looks like you're throwing something to yourself. God in heaven knows that I wouldn't stand here that much hypocrite before his people. That's right. But it is the truth. I shall be judged for it at the day of judgment. He did say it. And notice, now it might not be his perfect will, but I believe it is permissive will. For I've asked him that for the sake of the phoenix here today, that you might see that I have told you that what is true. And the angel of God who met me that night in the room, I pray that he'll stand here to withstand anything that's brought up here this afternoon. Now, I, as I say, I'm not supposed to do that because I'm just saying, bring somebody up. Now, if you let me walk out through the crowd, I've already picked out at least four people sitting right back out here in front of me right now. They could be healed right here by a miracle, right now. Well, I feel them. One of them's an aged man, gray-headed. The other's a young lady. Another's a little girl. They're sitting right before me now that can be healed by a miracle right here. But if I should go out there and pick you out, then you'd want to find fault with me. You see? This gift, I don't believe, was given for holy mass meetings like this. I don't believe it was. I believe that I should be led of Almighty God to go wherever he'd lead me to place to place like that. And then pray for the people and so forth as he would lead me. I don't know, but whatever, I'm trying to get these things settled down where I can find his perfect divine will, his channel to walk in and stay there regardless of what anyone says about it. That's right. Now, he told Balaam to go on down there. Of course, we know on the road the angel of the Lord met him. And he, could, he was so blind, so money crazy, till he couldn't find even see the, the angel standing before him. And then the... the mule that he was riding on turned aside out in the field. The mule, oh my, the mule had more spiritual discernment than the man did. And he got his mind off of God. Someone was speaking the other night and I was telling my, I put the stomach back in the people's way. I said, that is true, is true. Uh, uh, Christians, uh, uh, Christians had seen that. It would have been different seeing this thing. I said, yes, but sometimes the Christians are so blind they can't see that. It was in the days of the coming of Jesus. Those astrologers went right on up there and worshipped him, the three wise men. And the priest was in the temple debating whether this was right or that was right. That's the truth. And a little witch, remember, I say it's the work of the devil. All spiritual astronomy is the work of the devil. And I realize I'm heading right now down in Mexico where black magic and everything else is there, but I know who I have believed. I know God will take care of it and he'll bring the thing to showdown, like he did in Oregon the other night. That's right. It's true. But to get the people set still long enough to see it is the thing. Now, then, these things that he spoke, and he didn't see the angel, and then turned aside. 
Then the angel went to stand at another place. Watch him. The three places represent the three stages of the journey. The three stages of the journey then. The three stages of the journey in the children of Israel. Three stages of Balaam's journey. We're in our third and last stage. And remember, the Pentecostal age is a rejected age. I hate to say that. Or I've never found faith in any church like the Pentecostal church. But it's rejected because it's the lady of sin, last church age lukewarm. It'll be spewed from the mouth of Christ. But God in there will draw out his people. Out of that Pentecostal age. You say, well, I'm looking for a great age. I know. Many of you people, there's a teaching in the schools of the prophets. And they say that all the great church age is coming. Don't believe it! The next thing to come is Christ for his church. That's right. Too. So remember, the last church age is the lady of sin. Church age of lukewarm that's spewed from God's mouth. Truth. And you know that. Or I say, Brother Bram, you're just born alone. Or how about a whole council? That's the way the Catholic Church started, with the council of man. God don't move in councils of man. He deals with individuals. Look at all that bunch of prophets up there telling they had to go on up in peace. And said, isn't there one more Jehoshaphat said? Yeah, little old Micah. But Micah knew where he was standing. He knew his God. And I know many will reject this that I'm saying now. But remember, I believe with all my heart, I know God. And I believe the ages that we're holding so much to this church and that church, and God's not pleased with it. We've got to come out of that. We've got to get together, our hearts together. That's right. And notice now, and as it comes down there, and this mule seems standing first place, he's seen there at the gate, next place in a straight, and the next way he seems standing in a real narrow way. And finally, the mule spoke out with human voice. Look, a dumb mule, a dumb brute. If God, an angel of God, could speak to a dumb brute, couldn't he speak to a man? The people are too blind to see. He said, if God's able, these tones arise, children, on day. Abraham. Oh, my. Then Balaam went out to put a curse upon the children of Israel. We have to hurry. Oh, I just love this somehow. <laughs> or you just get plenty of elbow room. Look, he who journeyed on, as the mule even spoke to him. And the angel of the Lord was standing in the way. Now, God is not pleased with the way people are doing. The people in this lukewarm condition. Either be hot or cold. Get in or get out. God hasten the day when Christians will be what they profess to be, and sinners the same thing. Oh, if I wasn't for Christ, I'd be against him. I'd be saying you're talking against him. I'd say I ain't got no use for him. There's nothing to him. I'd be against him if I wasn't for him. But friend, I truly believe he's the son of God, like the Bible says he is. I believe he ascended on high, like the Bible says he is. I believe he's coming again, like the Bible says so. And I believe that he gave gifts back to man. Therefore, today I'm claiming it because I believe it. If you see me living anything else, you let me know because I'm backslid. If I do anything different and live a life of that, I'd be afraid to walk before those demons and powers. I know it's hard. It cuts me down. Now, I hate to say these things to people, but friends, I have to send a judgment someday to answer before you people. That's right. Your blood will be upon my hands. You serve God with reverence in your heart, pure, holy love for him. Walk every day in that mood of love all the time. Do good to others and do 
good charitable deeds and love God and worship Him, and that's the way you're supposed to live, and treat your neighbor as yourself. Now, notice this now. Then when he got down there, Balaam, or when he got down there, he thought, surely, here's another mistake. I'll get this part in just before it closed. You'll give me your undivided attention right here till we meet the climax. Oh, my, I feel that he's here. I do. I thank him. Look, when he went down there, Balaam went out with this idea. Now, I've been bawling you out. You, you're holding this people, full gospel people, Nazarene, Pentecostal, Church of God, Assemblies of God, all, all the rest of you. And to you Methodists, and to you Baptists, and all you that love God. Notice this. But look, when Balaam, now to bring it back to the church, it's moving on. When Balaam went down there, he looked upon that people. Israel had done everything that was on the calendar, nearly in the way of sleep. They had backslid on God. They'd been up to church. The little church standards that broke up man's homes and run this way and that way and done everything that was uh, doing that's right. But don't judge all of them by that one. See? We've all had it. That's true. But they say, oh, that uh, uh, Holy Ghost church. All them shouters and go on. Look, I see no one of their pastors that done this. Yes, and brothers, they had been a little money behind it. There's been a whole lot more said about these others, too. But when he got a lot of money to smother it down, these fellows have to take the rub, that's all. But remember, we have good and bad and both. And Balaam looked up on that people and he thought, look here. Now listen. He thought surely that a holy, moral God would have to curse a people like that and done such things as that. But we're looking up on them. He looked, he said, now look, they've done this, they've done that. Surely there's not a holy God in heaven to look up on that and, and absolutely have any blessing with that church. Because look at them. They have done this and they've done that. He looked at it from the eye standpoint, from the moral standpoint, trying to judge the people by a moral God, holy God. But he failed to see the smitten rock before him and the brazen serpent, that atonement that forgave their sins. And so is it today when the people laugh and say, them divine healers, them holy rulers, they've done this and that. I'll admit it. But they failed to see the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, moving on before the church. That's right. It atones. There's a sin atonement made for the church. And people, you who know God, move on. God is for you. No matter how much they try to put a curse on it, it can't be done. The blood of Christ separates that. God did not look upon any people as their own moral standards. The only thing he looks at is the blood of his own son, Jesus Christ. And any person that's under that blood is safely protected. Amen. Oh, my. Under the blood. I don't care how much you holler, scream, stay there until morning break. That's right. They were under the blood, the blood of the lamb, the smitten rock, the brazen serpent. Look, they were under the blood of the lamb. As we talked last week, the blood was placed upon the door, the little door. They went out under the blood. And they got out there and got hungry. God fed them manna out of heaven. He got thirsty. He gave them water from the rock. They got sick. He gave them power for healing. And Balaam failed to see that. He thought because they were so radical in this way and that way that, that God did not have any honor for them. He didn't have honor for them, but he did for his atonement. Oh, my. God today, no matter what the church has done, the atonement. The blood of Jesus Christ, telephone. Amen. My, my. We'll be ready to shout in that record. Sure enough, won't we? 
Well, I think it was the blood, under the blood. It all looks sons and daughters to him as long as they're confessed under the blood. So if you've done wrong, get under the blood today and confess your sins. Well, if we call from grace, we have an advocate to the policy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if it wasn't that advocate, we'd all be gone, wouldn't we? But in there, we're brought under the rich royal blood of the Son of God, and before God, we are pure and holy. Hallelujah! I guess it's not against the Lord of Satan, Phoenix. <laughs> hallelujah, I mean praise our God. And I think he's worthy of every praise, and a hallelujah, we can ring from these mortal lips. The Bible says you are a royal priesthood of peculiar people, offering spiritual sacrifices to God, the fruits of your lips giving praise unto him. Oh, my, the fruits of your lips pouring up praise daily before the people. What a high priest we have. What a priesthood that we are in. The priesthood of the circumcision. Not of flesh, but of the heart. Amen. <laughs> the heart circumcised by the Holy Ghost. That's right. And then you can offer praise and adoration to God, the spiritual sacrifice your lips, pouring out praise and things. The other night when the people were standing there, there were a little blind baby laying in a mother's arms. His little eyes were blind, but after being prayed for, holding a little baby moan, arms like that, and looking at it, I was looking at it, I said, Mother, it sees the light. She looked at it, and she put her hands before it. It bad his little eyes. I took my hand and followed my hands around like that. A lot of the people just rose. Those raptors rang with the praises. Somebody stood there said, they make a lot of noise. I said, if they'd hold their peace, I'd be the raptors would praise God. Something's got to take place. Amen. Oh, my. No other poet could sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that came to wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, it was grace that taught my heart to fear. It was grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Oh, my. After we've been there 10,000 years, that's time we have no less time to sing his praise than the hour we first began. How wonderful. No wonder Eddie Stewart to screen up in his dying hours and throw his hands across the cross and scream, Oh, hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. My old blind Fanny Crosby had never seen in her life. She screamed, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Thou on others dark calling, Do not pass me by. What can you offer me, Lord? What can you offer blind Fanny Crosby who was blind all of her life? She had now the scream of all. You see what I mean? More than life to me. Face to face. Look upon him. The author has helped me this afternoon, Father, and may this not be to bring thy power down to make a show of it. Oh, God, may everything that's well on this pulpit this afternoon be healed of thy divine power that the people of Israel, spiritually speaking, might rejoice in the power of their salvation. And may them who are unbelievers be brought to shame. Grant it, dear God, and they'll humbly bow at the foot of the cross on next Sunday and uh, this week sometime and say, Lord, I've been wrong. I've persecuted the people who believe in divine healing. I've said they were holy rollers. I've called them everything. But I failed to see the blood and power of Christ going before them. Oh, Christ, encourage your people. Oh, Jacob, how godly is thy tent set. Oh, no matter what side they look from, 
it's godly. There's joy, there's freedom of sin, there's power of healing, there's everything in the tent. Oh, God, may blind Balaam sit this afternoon and glorify the God of heaven while we ask it in his name and for his glory. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word which You spoke to us out of today. We pray, Father, may these words that we've learned percolate into the depths of our hearts, heal the sick, heal the brokenhearted, and save the lost. In the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. In this age of confusion, there's disillusion everywhere. It's hard to find true peace of mind in someone who really cares. I put my trust in Jesus, He's like no other friend I know. His word is true. He will see me through. I believe Jesus. I believe Jesus saves. I believe a crown of life awaits beyond the grave. I believe the path the saints have trod that a prayer can touch the heart of God. I believe the old time
have drawn that a prayer can touch the heart of God. 